chapters twenty one and twenty two of sebastopol by leo tolstoy this librivox recording is in the public domain chapters twenty one and twenty two of part three sebastopol in august eighteen fifty five after the lapse of about ten minutes the soldiers began to change about and to converse together the most important personages among them the two gun sergeants placed themselves nearest the officer's light and bed one was old and grey-haired with every possible medal and cross except the george the other was young a militia man who smoked cigarettes which he was rolling the drummer as usual assumed the duty of waiting on the officer the bombardiers and cavalrymen sat next and then farther away in the shadow of the entrance the underlings took up their post they too began to talk among themselves it was caused by the hasty entrance of a man into the casemate how now brother couldn't you stay in the street didn't the girls sing merrily said a voice they sing such marvellous songs as were never heard in the village said the man who had fled into the casemate with a laugh but vazen does not love bombs ah no he does not love them said one from the aristocratic corner the idea it's quite another matter when it's necessary drawled the voice of vasson who made all the others keep silent when he spoke since the twenty-fourth the firing has been going on desperately and what is there wrong about it you'll get killed for nothing and your superiors won't so much as say thank you for it at these words of vasson all burst into a laugh there's melnikoff that fellow who will sit outside the door said some one well send him here that melnikoff added the old gunner they will kill him for a fact and that to no purpose who is this melnikoff asked volodya why your honour he's a stupid soldier of ours he doesn't seem to be afraid of anything and now he keeps walking about outside please to take a look at him he looks like a bear he knows a spell said the slow voice of vesson from the corner melnikoff entered the bomb-proof he was fat which is extremely rare among soldiers and a sandy-complexioned handsome man with a huge bulging forehead and prominent light blue eyes are you afraid of the bombs volodya asked him what is there about the bombs to be afraid of replied melnikoff shrugging his shoulders and scratching his head i know that i shall not be killed by a bomb so you would like to go on living here why of course i would it's jolly here he said with a sudden outburst of laughter oh then you must be detailed for the sortie i'll tell the general so if you like said volodya although he was not acquainted with a single general there why shouldn't i like i do and melnikoff disappeared behind the others let's have a game of noski children who has cards rang out his brisk voice and in fact it was not long before a game was started in the back corner and blows on the nose laughter and calling of trumps were heard volodya drank some tea from the samovar which the drummer served for him treated the gunners jested chatted with them being desirous of winning popularity and felt very well content with the respect which was shown him the soldiers too perceiving that the gentlemen put on no airs began to talk together 
one declared that the siege of sebastopol would soon come to an end because a trustworthy man from the fleet had said that the emperor's brother constantine was coming to their relief with the american fleet and there would soon be an agreement that there should be no firing for two weeks and that a rest should be allowed and if any one did fire a shot every discharge would have to be paid for at the rate of seventy-five kopecks each basson who as volodya had already noticed was a little fellow with large kindly eyes and side whiskers related amid a general silence at first and afterwards amid a general laughter how when he had gone home on leave they had been glad at first to see him but afterwards his father had begun to send him off to work and the lieutenant of the foresters corps sent his drozhki for his wife all this amused volodya greatly he not only did not experience the least fear or inconvenience from the closeness and heavy air in the bomb-proof but he felt in a remarkably cheerful and agreeable frame of mind many of the soldiers were already snoring Blang had also stretched himself out on the floor and the old gun sergeant having spread out his cloak was crossing himself and muttering his prayers preparatory to sleep when volodya took a fancy to step out of the bomb-proof and see what was going on outside take your legs out of the way cried one soldier to another as soon as he rose and the legs were pressed aside to make way for him blang who appeared to be asleep suddenly raised his head and seized volodya by the skirt of his coat come don't go how can you he began in a tearfully imploring tone you don't know about things yet they are firing at us out there all the time it is better here but in spite of lang's entreaties volodya made his way out of the bomb-proof and seated himself on the threshold where melnikoff was already sitting the air was pure and fresh particularly after the bomb-proof the night was clear and still through the roar of the discharges could be heard the sounds of cart-wheels bringing gabions and the voices of the men who were at work on the magazine above their heads was the lofty starry sky across which flashed the fiery streaks caused by the bombs an arshin away on the left a tiny opening led to another bomb-proof through which the feet and backs of the soldiers who lived there were visible and through which their voices were audible in front the elevation produced by the powder vault could be seen and athwart it flitted the bent figures of men and upon it at the very summit amid the bullets and the bombs which whistled past the spot incessantly stood a tall form in a black paletot with his hands in his pockets and feet treading down the earth which other men were fetching in sacks often a bomb would fly over and burst close to the cave the soldiers engaged in bringing the earth bent over and ran aside but the black figure never moved went on quietly stamping down the dirt with his feet and remained on the spot in the same attitude as before who is that black man inquired volodya of melnikoff i don't know i will go and see don't go it is not necessary but melnikoff without heeding him walked up to the black figure and stood beside him for a tolerably long time as calm and immovable as the man himself that is the man who has charge of the magazine your honour he said on his return it has been pierced by a bomb so the infantrymen are fetching more earth now and then a bomb seemed to fly straight at the door of the bomb-proof 
on such occasions volodya shrank into the corner and then peered forth again gazing upwards to see whether another was not coming from some direction although vlang from the interior of the bomb-proof repeatedly besought volodya to come back the latter sat on the threshold for three hours and experienced a sort of satisfaction in thus tempting fate and in watching the flight of the bombs towards the end of the evening he had learned from what point most of the firing proceeded and where the shots struck twenty two on the following day the twenty-seventh after a ten-hour sleep volodya fresh and active stepped out on the threshold of the casement lang also started to crawl out with him but at the first sound of a bullet he flung himself backwards through the opening of the bomb-proof bumping his head as he did so amid the general merriment of the soldiers the majority of whom had also come out into the open air lang the old gun sergeant and a few others were the only ones who rarely went out into the trenches it was impossible to restrain the rest they all scattered about in the fresh morning air escaping from the fetid air of the bomb-proof and in spite of the fact that the bombardment was as vigorous as on the preceding evening they disposed themselves around the door and some even on the breastworks melnikoff had been strolling about among the batteries since daybreak and staring up with perfect coolness near the entrance sat two old soldiers and one young curly-haired fellow a jew who had been detailed from the infantry this soldier picked up one of the bullets which were lying about and having smoothed it against a stone with a potsherd with his knife he carved from it a cross after the style of the order of st george the others looked on at his work as they talked the cross really turned out to be quite handsome now if we stay here much longer said one of them then when peace is made the time of service will be up for all of us oh, nothing of the sort i have at least four years service yet before my time is up and i have been in sebastopol these five months it is not counted towards the discharge do you understand said another at that moment a cannon-ball shrieked over the heads of the speakers and struck only an arshin away from melnikoff who was approaching from the trenches that came near killing melnikoff said one man i shall not be killed said melnikoff here's the cross for you for your bravery said the young soldier who had made the cross handing it to melnikoff no brother a month here counts for a year of course that was the order the conversation continued think what you please but when peace is declared there will be an imperial review at orsheva and if we don't get our discharge we shall be allowed to go on indefinite leave at that moment a shrieking little bullet flew past the speaker's heads and struck a stone you'll get a full discharge before evening see if you don't said one of the soldiers they all laughed not only before evening but before the expiration of two hours two of them received their full discharge and five were wounded but the rest jested on as before by morning the two mortars had actually been brought into such a condition that it was possible to fire them at ten o'clock in accordance with the orders which had been received from the commander of the bastion volodya called out his command and marched to the battery with it in the men as soon as they proceeded to action there was not a drop of that sentiment of fear perceptible which had been expressed on the preceding evening 
vlang alone could not control himself he dodged and ducked just as before and vezin lost some of his composure and fussed and fidgeted and changed his place incessantly but volodya was in an extraordinary state of enthusiasm the thought of danger did not even occur to him delight that he was fulfilling his duty that he was not only not a coward but even a valiant fellow the feeling that he was in command and the presence of twenty men who as he was aware were surveying him with curiosity made a thoroughly brave man of him he was even vain of his valour put on airs before his soldiers climbed up on the banquette and unbuttoned his coat expressly that he might render himself the more distinctly visible the commander of the bastion who was going the rounds of his establishment as he expressed it at the moment accustomed as he had become during his eight months experience to all sorts of bravery could not refrain from admiring this handsome lad in the unbuttoned coat beneath which a red shirt was visible encircling his soft white neck with his animated face and eyes as he clapped his hands and shouted first second and ran gaily along the ramparts in order to see where his bomb would fall at half-past eleven the firing ceased on both sides and at precisely twelve o'clock the storming of the malakoff mound of the second third and fifth bastions began End of chapters twenty one and twenty two